Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Welcome, everyone, to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm here today with Fenny Wang of IXO. IXO is a blockchain protocol for proof of impact. Hello, Fenny. Hi there, Josh. How are you? I'm fantastic. You know, and I have a little bit of familiarity with uh, your platform, and I, I know there's a great need for it in the world, but uh, take Take our audience through explaining exactly what this is and, and who it's for. Yes, so we're building a blockchain protocol that allows any sustainable development or social impact project to measure its results and its impact and have a way to actually tokenize that data so that you can you can get paid for it. You can get paid for the good that you're doing in the world and have the evidence to back that up. Um, so we've been backed by UNICEF. Um, they are a funder of our of our protocol and are running a pilot project that's been in the field for the past 12 months in South Africa. We are digitizing preschool attendance records, which can then be used by the preschool operators, um, proof of attendance, in order to get subsidies from the Western Cape um, government. So that's a, a live use case. And um, we see our tool as very valuable for all kinds of organizations, both big, like UNICEF, or small. Um, it could be community-type projects that need ways to actually evaluate whether or not um, their service um, agents are actually providing those services as they say they would. Are they going to the right beneficiaries? And is the project actually successful in its goals and objectives? So this is all data that funders need to see for reporting purposes. And increasingly, there's, there's a movement towards what's called results-based finance or pay for success, where uh, funders pay impact investors a return only if pre-agreed uh, outcomes are achieved. So you, you need to have ways to, to evaluate and measure those results in a way that people can trust. And this is where, you know, we really see a gap in the market. Evaluation costs are extremely expensive. They eat up 5 to 7%, sometimes more, of a program's actual budget. So that's a, that's a lot of money that's being um, leaked in, in, you know, in poor evaluation services. And the data you get um, as a result um, is not, uh, it's, it's sometimes not accurate. It's, it's sometimes um, 
in data formats that are not usable. I think that the important thing here is uh, that some sort of reasonable accountability is is sorely needed, and I'm I I draw this back to whenever I first heard of your program, the first thing I thought of was the situation in Haiti in 2010, and there's a yeah. there's a widely circulated story about how the Red Cross, the American Red Cross, took in 500 million dollars for the Haiti relief effort, and they built a total of six homes. Yeah. Where did the rest of that money go? Nobody exactly. really has any idea uh, and because, you know, there's not a whole lot of accountability. It was a very emotional uh, kind of effort. You know, people want to support the the crisis in Haiti, and so they pour money into, well, where do we put it? Well, you know, the Red Cross, those guys are always doing good, right? But what are they actually doing with the money? Nobody... Nobody knows. The only result was this, you know, these six homes they built. And that was it. Yeah, exactly. So being able to track that accountability is, is, is very important for for, phone, for funders and donors and impact investors and for also projects to know, are we doing things that are working? Organization worth investing in in the future? Is, it, is this organization worth trusting with our, you know, donations to go where they're supposed to go or not? Or is exactly. some other one? you know, more worthy. And I think that's really the, in the, in the big picture, um, that's what you're trying to battle and accomplish. I mean, we can kind of get into the technical details of, of how all of this works, but uh, you're, you're trying to solve a major problem uh, that makes money disappear. Exactly. Um, but it's, it's uh, the accountability is a key part of it. But I think the part that crypto makes really interesting is once you have that data of where money is going, um, you can start doing interesting things with that information. So you can turn that into its own kind of crypto asset that uh, these projects can trade, just like carbon credits. So you're really now injecting a lot more visibility and therefore funding resources that can go into these projects. And that's what we find really exciting um, and where we think crypto and blockchain can contribute a lot towards opening up capital markets for social finance. Talk to me about some of the uh, the the path that your company has had from inception to where it is now, where you have a pilot that is funded by UNICEF. Yeah, so that's been going as I said for the past twelve months. Um, it's definitely been a, a pretty amazing journey um, building out this pilot project. Um, we've tokenized, sorry, digitized more than um, fifty thousand preschool attendance records over the past 12 months, and we're looking to scale up that project, and we're bringing on additional pilots um, into the pipeline, which we're super excited about to show the potential use cases. Um, we've got great partners on board. We're part of Consensus Blockchain for Social Impact Coalition. We're um, part of Singularity University Ventures. Uh, we also have Microsoft as a technical partner. So we're, we're super stoked um, by the reception that we've gotten from the community. They see the need for what we're, what we're building, and they also see the future potential of new markets that we're opening. How do you think you were able to get that, uh, all of these big names, these household names, to, to latch onto this project? I mean, it didn't start like that, or did it? Uh, no, it, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, uh, you know, people see what we're doing, and, and people understand the value proposition of what we're building. Um, and we've also got an amazing team that's, uh, that's out there and pounding the pavements and, you know, 
in, in, in speaking about our work and, and getting people excited and galvanized and evangelizing on our behalf. So I think this is part of a new movement. Where we see that what we're doing is, is part of, of blockchain's promise to, to actually effectuate good. Okay. And as we kind of look ahead, uh, expanding out upon your pilot project and into some other ventures, what's on the immediate horizon for Ixo? On the immediate horizon, uh, we're we're working on scaling up our protocol so that we can handle additional um, pilot projects um, and bigger projects. So being able to handle increased throughput, um, testing out the system, and bringing on additional partners. So that's what we're focused on at the moment. Okay, got it. And and so is there a particular uh, location or a type of project that that you're targeting now, or uh, where where do you where do you think that you're what space are you going to be playing in in the near future? Yeah, so there's two areas. One is um, the impact bond model, and the second is tokenizing um, carbon credits. So on the first, um, the impact bonds are a form of pay for success or results-based finance where you have a funder that pays back the, the investors that initially fund the capital for a project um, if and only if certain pre-agreed outcomes are achieved. So again, it's a perfect model for, um, for our protocol. Um, so be able to take in the claims uh, about where the services are being delivered, by whom, to whom, and then be able to quantify the results running that through um, a mechanism such as smart contracts to see whether or not the outcomes are met and eligible for funding. So that's, that's something that um, we're working on. And with Carbon Credit, looking at how do we digitize that accreditation process, um, especially uh, with respect to a very innovative uh, project around clean burning cook stoves and using IoT sensors as a way to automatically make claims about the cook stove usage so that you have better data, more accurate data to make your claims and therefore calculate how many carbon credits are earned. So these are areas that we're exploring and looking at how to design the pilots around that. So go back to the uh, investors getting a return. Uh, and uh, this maybe there were some details that I missed here, but in the beginning, I thought that we were talking about mostly Nonprofits and uh, you know disaster situations and you know schools in Africa and places like that. At, at what point does an investor put money in and expect a return in these situations? Or are we talking about something totally different? Yeah, I think there's. Uh, it's a little bit different because um, you're thinking more on the donation and charity side. So certainly the impact investing space is a. It's a little bit different from the charity and donation space, although the two um, areas are both, uh, you know, perfect models for the, the protocol that we're building. Um, the various use cases are applicable um, in both sectors. Uh, but with respect to impact investing, the idea is that you have private capital that will front money, the working capital and so forth for a particular project that's designed to achieve certain outcomes. And there's um, another party, another funder, it's usually a large foundation or um, a government that will pay the private investors back a return on capital if pre-agreed outcome metrics are met for that um, project. So I can give an example. Um, the first 
such kind of impact bond uh, was uh, in the UK. I think it was 20, I want to say that was 2014, where uh, it was a, a project to retrain uh, low offenders from this particular prison project in the UK. And if their recidivism rate fell to, a, uh, to below a certain point, then the private investors would be paid back a return on their capital, let's say 8 to 10%. So it's a way to bring about um, additional forms of capital um, into this a space uh, around social impact projects. So kind of using using market forces to to bring capital into the space rather than purely relying on donations and charities. Okay. Well, I think that's really interesting, and I'm glad you clarified that because I can now see you're financially incentivizing people to invest in something that's going to make an actual impact, an actual difference. Exactly. Exactly. And so talk to us about, uh, I know that's kind of some some things that are on the immediate horizon. Where do you see uh, impact investing and, you know, donations to disaster relief and, and, and helping the less fortunate? Where do you see that as a whole? In the next five years, what are some of the interesting developments that you you're, you predict from this? Um, in the next five years, I think lots of things can happen, especially in the space that we're in, adding um, the technology and just the communities around the, the, the technology and and the ethos of, of uh, putting more capital towards um, social impact and sustainable development. So I think you're going to see a lot more innovative financing structures and financial incentives, as you said around these kind of projects. I think there'll be a greater push to see results. Millennials especially are interested in putting their money towards towards good. They want to put their money in sustainable investments. So you're going to see, I think, wholesale shifts. Um, you know, even from you know, big asset managers, they're going to have to react to this and say, look, this is a new generation. If we want to manage their wealth, we're going to have to manage it differently and put it in, into good money smart money and good money. So I think there's going to be a lot of new innovations in this field in terms of how we can resource these types of projects. Okay, excellent. And so as we, we wrap up here, this is Fenny Wang with IXO, and that's, that's I-X-O. Can you give us the uh, the website where people can learn more? Yes, you can go to ixo.network or ixo.foundation. ixo.network or ixo.foundation. Uh, yes. Once again, Fenny Wang here. Um, thanks so much for coming on here. Any final thoughts for our audience before we wrap? Um, I'm super excited about the space and its possibilities. Um, I think blockchain's got great promise, and it's got great promise to do a lot of social good as well. So let's make that happen in 2018. Very good. Once again, thanks to our audience for joining us. We'll see you next time here on the Future Tech Podcast. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com.
You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 